0: We love liars on this show, especially when they're really, really bad at lying, while having way too much confidence that their lies will be believed. And we've seen many great examples over the years, Mm -hmm. of course, some of our uh, recurring characters. But with the new year and the new U.S. Congress, we may have found the greatest liar of all time, the gloat. (laughs) Oh, wow. New word just dropped. And his name is George Santos, or... Maybe it's George DeVolder, or Anthony Santos, or Anthony DeVolder. The guy has gone by a lot of different names, but we, the people, know him as Representative George Santos of New York's 3rd Congressional District. I like his video game company,
1: DeVolder Digital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we can't possibly list all of the previously discovered lies and omissions George Santos told about himself, because there are simply too many. Uh, We've been over this uh, just in this month alone, when we kind of like, all right, new Congress, so it's, oh my God, what's up with this guy? But um, the initial lies revolved around where he went to school, where he worked, whether his mom died on 9-11, whether he's Jewish or Jew-ish, and much more. But that was just a little treat over the holidays because the lies, of course, kept on coming. And they don't stop coming. They'll hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. As people looked closer, they discovered pretty compelling evidence of possible campaign finance crimes, along with questions about where he suddenly got all of his money from. One of his donors turned out to be a convicted smuggler of undocumented immigrants. Kind of goes against the, uh, you know, thing that he's trying to represent. Uh, but whatever. Uh, Santos also apparently had his staff impersonate Kevin McCarthy's staff while soliciting donations. I love this one. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite little lies of his. Yeah, that's like, uh, it's just a good phone prank. You don't see as, as many phone pranks these days. Yeah. It's, it's now uh, George Santos, but be- before it was just uh, the other two.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's pranking for good, or at least for his own good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all just what we covered up until last week. We figured that surely there couldn't be that many more George Santos lies left to uncover. But alas, we have many new lies to report. Um, for starters, here's a George Santos lie that, like many of his other lies, doesn't really seem to have been done for any particular reason, aside from just a pathological need to lie. Uh, here's Insider. The first case of COVID-19 in New York was confirmed on March 1st, 2020, and Santos said in a conservative podcast that he became symptomatic with the virus just over a week later. Quote, Unfortunately, on the 9th of March, I became symptomatic with what we all know now very well, COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus, commonly known as the Chinese flu, (laughs) he said. On the 11th, I ended up in the hospital. It was really bad. Fever, body aches. Santos said he was taken to a hospital in Queens, New York, by ambulance and spent about five hours there in isolation. He said he then had a high fever and hallucinations for several days, ultimately testing positive on March 14th. The Republicans said he tested negative on March 26th. Quote, so I'm free, coronavirus free. So they're calling me a survivor. He said, I don't know if I really
1: survived anything. It's just the flu. He's a survivor. Unfortunately, I was patient zero in America. (laughs) Uh, You know, Uh, he could be. You know, God sent his bravest soldier into battle, and yet here I am.
0: Honestly, like, George Santos being patient here in America would... It would not surprise me. Sure,
1: yeah. huh. But the problem is he tells lies that are, like... Typically, he weaves it into a place that is verifiable at some yeah. point. Like, yeah, I was sick with coronavirus, but then I went to the hospital in Queens, New York, where I stayed for five days. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. Let's check in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like he had it pretty bad. I mean, getting it that early, obviously no vaccine. Hallucinations for several days? It's a serious case. Well, here's the rest of the article. (laughs) Later retellings of his experience in terms of both severity and timeline are at odds with what he said on the podcast, the Daily Beast reported. On the day that Santos said he received his positive test and was bedridden with a fever, his campaign put out a press release on the unfolding COVID-19 crisis, including a quote from Santos. It didn't mention his illness. Four days later, Santos appeared on Fox Business showing no signs of the disease. (laughs) Meanwhile, in a September 2020 interview with the local Long Island outlet, The Island Now, Santos said the hospital provided him only with a recommendation of taking Advil or leave. And on March 5th, 2021, Santos said on Twitter that it was his anniversary of going to the hospital for COVID-19, six days earlier than the initial date he gave. And if it was just that last one, it's like, Okay, Yeah. like, yeah, okay, maybe you forgot, but you still wanted to celebrate your one year of being a COVID patient zero. But the other stuff is just like you're throwing more proof onto it that this didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and again, just a weird thing to lie about it. Yeah, a a completely
1: pointless lie.
0: Yeah, it's a very weird lie, especially because, like, you know, what does
1: he gain? I don't know. Attention. A lot of this just seems to be he likes attention. Well, he wants sympathy, and it also, uh, in their warped view, if you have had it once, you can never have it again. That's what the thinking is from people who Just
0: have... like the chicken pox.
1: Exactly. So uh, he's maintaining that he is now not only immune to COVID, but all of its various variants uh, that are still evolving to this day.
0: Yeah. So I mean... that's
1: what he's, he's trying to like put that armor on and be like, I survived. I am a survivor. Now, people call me a survivor.
0: I wouldn't say that, but they're saying it. I guess. I don't know. So, like, yeah, the people he's trying to appeal to, they love downplaying COVID's severity, Mm -hmm. of course. And Santos himself downplays it in that interview. He calls it just the flu. But he does that right after claiming that he had to go to the hospital and was, like, deathly ill for multiple days. Yeah. Um, and also in the Daily Beast coverage of this, they list multiple other times when Santos gave different dates for when he got COVID. There's like five or six different dates. Well, of, uh, it's the brain it fog. I have some sympathy, Elliot. It's the yeah. brain fog. But which again, if it was the brain fog, would be like, okay, but he's also downplaying that this is any big deal at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all of the dates he gives would put him within like the first couple dozen cases of COVID <laughs> in the entire United States, yeah. which just the odds of that pretty low it would it would be ironic and funny if he was patient 0 i just uh
1: yeah having trouble believing it and also the fact well, that well i don't do you not remember when he was walking the streets of new york <laughs> and people were banging pots and pans specifically yeah. for him because that, that Save was definitely, George.
0: Yeah, I mean the fact that he was on Fox Business doing an interview while he was supposedly uh, just in the throes of COVID, yeah. um, looking perfectly fine, sounding perfectly okay. That's that's pretty much
1: what this seals this. This is a throwback to the like the OG COVID days. But do you remember like the first time that like a government official actually had COVID but was trying to hide it on camera? and He was just like sweating <laughs> profusely, yeah, like trying to hold in stuff. It's like yeah. it was. Pretty noticeable.
0: I mean, yeah, it was the same with, like, when Trump had it and he was trying to look tough and just, like, just clearly struggling to get enough oxygen.
1: Literally at that point, so full of fucking steroids and, like, every kind of treatment you could possibly have at the time. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, also in, like, that interview where he told the COVID story, he also said uh, that he was immunocompromised because he had had brain cancer, which is something he hasn't claimed anywhere else before or after. So I'm going to assume... He didn't actually have brain cancer. Also, it's like one of those things like if you're running for office, cancer survivor is usually something you put on like the bullet points. That's a good
1: marketing thing. I understand the
0: U.S. healthcare system because I'm a cancer survivor. It would be weird to only ever mention it once on some
1: random interview. When it's convenient, because then if someone questions uh, the way that your brain works, like when you get dates messed up, then he can say, well, why are you making fun of me? I had brain cancer. Yeah, that's true and then you put the brain fog on top of that from the COVID, baby, you got a whole soup going. I mean, you could almost
0: argue that a hypothetical brain tumor could be behind all of this, except the, the lies go back a lot further than... Uh, yeah, they
1: should take a look at that brain. They, they really should. Anyways, here's an interesting update on the whole Jewish or Jewish thing, where it turned out that Santos is not, in fact, Jewish, despite repeatedly claiming during his campaign that he was a, quote, proud American Jew whose grandparents had survived the Holocaust. Here's Insider. A former roommate of Representative George Santos said the embattled congressman used a Jewish-sounding last name to try to raise money for a questionable GoFundMe page. Gregory Maury Parker, who previously lived with Santos, told CNN's Anderson Cooper on Tuesday that Santos used several aliases during their time as roommates. Maury Parker said he primarily knew Santos, who has listed his full name as George Anthony DeVolder Santos as Anthony DeVolder. But the former roommate said Santos also referred to himself as Anthony Zebrowski, <laughs> a name the now New York congressman reserved for a GoFundMe venture called Friends of Pets United. Yeah, we brought this up last time. It was like, OK, well, that's just another one of those fake names. OK, yeah. I, you know, it's... Uh, so Zebrowski and variations of the name are common among Ashkenazi Jews. Maury Parker told CNN he would say, Oh, well, the Jews will give more if you're a Jew. And so that's the name he used for his GoFundMe. Wow. No, you see, it's, I'm using a Jewish name because the Jews will give me more money. So it's okay? Yeah, he's living in a, in a world that he has invented for himself, and he's real happy there. Uh,
0: anyway, regarding that animal charity, Friends of Pets United, um, in the midst of all the other lies that came out over the holidays, it was also found that this charity wasn't actually a charity, and there were no records at all of it ever having been registered as one. Uh, Friends of Pets United did apparently help a New Jersey animal rescue by holding a big old fundraising event back in 2017, but the animal rescue says that Santos never gave them any of the money that the event raised.
1: I said it was not raising awareness. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is already a huge uh, scumbag move, yeah. robbing an animal rescue. <laughs> yeah. But um, Santos wasn't just allegedly holding animal rescue fundraisers and pocketing all the notations. It actually gets
1: much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, infuriatingly worse. Here's an article from Patch New York. In May 2016, Richard Osthoff was living in a tent in an abandoned chicken coop on the side of Route 9 in Howell, New Jersey, with his beloved service dog, Sapphire. A veterans charity gave the pit mix to Ostov, a disabled veteran who was honorably discharged from the US Navy in 2002, he told Patch. When Savar developed a life-threatening stomach tumor, Osloff, now 47, learned the surgery would cost $3,000. A veterinary technician took Ostov aside and told him, I know a guy who runs a pet charity who can help you. Ostov recounted, "Ostov recounted, his name was Anthony Devolder, and his pet charity was called Friends of Pets United, the vet tech told him. I've got just the guy.
0: Oh, no. So, yeah, you see where this is. And he's Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) You see where this is going. So It continues. Osthoff and another New Jersey veteran, retired police sergeant Michael Bull, who tried to intervene to help Osthoff in 2016, told Patch that Santos closed the GoFundMe he set up for Sapphire after it raised $3,000 on social media and disappeared. He stopped answering my texts and calls, Osthoff said. Sapphire died January 15th, 2017. After being out of work with a broken leg for over a year, Ostov couldn't afford the dog's euthanasia and cremation, he said. I had to panhandle. It was one of the most degrading things I ever had to do, he
1: remembered. Man. Later on, uh, the article goes into more detail about all this. Ostov says that most of the GoFundMe donations that Santos ran off with came from Ostov's own friends and family. Also, Santos didn't just ghost him. He wasted a bunch of his time first. Santos made up some reason why Ossoff couldn't use his own vet and made him travel two hours to a different vet who said they couldn't operate on the tumor. There were some texts back and forth after that with Ossoff asking Santos to please just give him the 3K that his friends and family donated so that he could go to his own vet who said he would do the operation for that much money. But eventually Santos stopped replying or answering the phone. Um, What a piece of shit. Horrific. What a fucking asshole! Yeah, uh, real bad behavior. Uh,
0: like you are evil behavior. Literally robbing a homeless man whose dog is dying, and like, there's more in there where like the guy's friend is just like he's basically like I thought he was gonna fucking kill himself. Like this is like the one bright light in his shitty life is this dog. Santos came and turned it out. Yeah, he's like, turn it off. Hey, I'll help you with this GoFundMe campaign. He does the GoFundMe, doesn't actually end up like. Basically ends up just acting as a middleman between the guy and, like, people he knows online who donate money through the GoFundMe that he himself doesn't have any control over because George DeVolder has control over it. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, we raised the money. Uh, let me have the money and go down to my vet who said he would do the surgery. He's like, ah, ha, ha, well, um, for reasons, you have to go all the way over to, like, Queens, even though you live in, like, central New Jersey. Um, Yeah, I'm sure... Yeah, just diabolical, mean, evil... fucking shit. uh,
1: Fuck you, George Santos. The worst you could possibly be as a human.
0: Yeah, like, oh, God. Anyways, Santos, of course, denies all of this. He told Semaphore, fake, no clue who this is. But meanwhile, in that same Semaphore article, they link to a tweet that they found from back in 2016 where someone linked to the now-deleted fundraiser with the caption, click here to support Sapphire the Veteran Rescue by Anthony DeVolder. And the patch article also has screenshots of Facebook posts and text conversations from 2016 that back up all of these claims.
1: Yeah, so uh, this is all—it's all very upsetting. But do you know what else is upsetting? <laughs> Lying about your mom being killed in the 9/11 attacks. We previously—we've gone over how George Santos's mom appears to have died twice, according to him, on September 11th, 2001, and also 15 years later. People were at least somewhat willing to give him the benefit of the doubt here, since plenty of people in Lower Manhattan on 9/11 and immediately afterward, have died years later from cancer-related to the attacks. And old comments from Santos did resurface saying that was the case. Except, well, here's Ciena. Oh no, was it a lie? Was, this, was it a well, lie again? Mm, I don't know, we'll have to... Newly uncovered
0: immigration records. For Representative George Santos's mother appear to contradict the embattled freshman Republican's repeated claim that she was present at the World Trade Center during the September 11, 2001, terrorist attacks. The records indicate that Fatima de Volders said she was in Brazil between 1999 and early 2003, and therefore not in New York City when the attacks took place. Not even in the country. CNN obtained the reports first reported on by The Forward from genealogy researcher Alex Calzareth who received them from a Freedom of Information Act request. While in Brazil in 2003, DeVolder indicated on a form that she had not been to the U.S. since she left in 1999. DeVolder also filed paperwork in Brazil in 2001, just months before the September 11th attacks, saying her green card had been stolen.
1: Man, not even in the same city? Not even in the same country? Not even in the same hemisphere. Damn, (laughs) that sucks. Steve easy was uh, canceled for less. Yeah, he was at least in New York City at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he's a uh, sitting congressman. What can we do? You know, he was elected on false pretenses, but oh, that's just the way things work. Sorry, everyone. Love the, love the dub dub. And, and this is, you can't do that anymore. It's I even know. worse. Uh, but uh, uh, this is just like, this seems like so much less compared to the dog stuff, but it's still horrific. Yeah, it's this man has done so many different
0: variations on stolen valor that I'm surprised he hasn't done just literal stolen valor. I'm sure that might come up like, oh, he has to have claimed at some point to someone that he was a veteran in some way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. That was me. Because like, yeah, he the 9-11 thing, um, the he claimed a bunch of his like old coworkers died at like the Pulse.
1: Yeah, the shooting, which um, was completely ver- like they looked up the very accessible yeah. uh, names and were like, no, none of these people work. For uh,
0: stolen COVID valor. He yeah. claimed he was one of the first uh, patient zero in America.
1: Yeah. Next, it, he's going to be saying he was a war
0: on Christmas yeah. veteran. We're going to I'm calling this right now. It's going to come out in the next couple weeks that he told someone at some point that he had served in the U.S. military overseas.
1: Yeah. And then it's going to devolve into like, well, the merchant marines. Ura. And, then, <laughs> and then it's just going to keep going further and further. She's like, well, I didn't have the, uh, you know, the, the pleasure of serving myself, myself but, but uh, I'd uh, we like all to made that <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, that's, of course, now been double confirmed to be bullshit, which is pretty messed up. Considering George Santos is a representative for a uh, part of Long Island and almost certainly has constituents who actually did lose loved ones to the 9-11 attacks.
0: That's another, like, doing this as, like, any congressman from anywhere in the U.S. is, like, bad enough. He's literally a congressman for New York City. Yeah. He has people in his his district that lost, like, friends and family, like, literally in the Twin Towers. Actual heroes, too. Yeah, and, like, firefighters Firefighters, and police that died. Yeah, it's, this is insane.
1: Uh, Anyways, let's finally move on to uh, the real the real George Santos juice from this week, the part of the story that makes us question whether we are living in some sort of simulation because, goddamn, (laughs) uh, unless you haven't noticed, one thing that the Republican Party and its media mouthpieces have been very fixated on for the past year or so has been drag queens. So it would be a, a bit ridiculous for a man to run for federal office as a Republican in 2022 if that man had a not-so-secret past as a popular drag queen. Nevertheless, (laughs) it would seem that George Santos did exactly that.
0: (sighs) See, yeah, it would seem that in addition to all of the aliases that we already know about, George Santos at one time also went by Kitara Ravash and looked absolutely fabulous while doing so. He looks great, doesn't he, folks? He looks great. He's denying it, of course, but come on. Just look at this side-by-side comparison. That is George Santos. He looks great. He does. And this wasn't drag like the way Rudy Giuliani and Steven Crowder have done it. Santos seems to have very much been a part of the Rio de Janeiro drag queen scene. Mm -hmm. And we should be absolutely clear here. That's okay. Completely fine. It's okay to be a drag queen. More power to you. It's mostly just crazy that this is just now coming out after all the other stuff. It's like, Come on. Okay. Yeah. Sure. He was a drag queen. Also, the hypocrisy of aligning yourself with people who see this stuff as just utter degeneracy. That's the and, that's the thing here. And arguably do stochastic terrorism regularly. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: very recently, and at a time for this to come out is just it feels like lazy writing. Yeah. But uh, you know whatever. And that's the thing it, I want to point out because we we talked about like the Stephen Crowder one on News Dump, and it's like they're dressing up to mock people.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also the fact that He's doing it because he actually loves it, which is fine. Yeah. He looks like he's having a blast.
1: Honestly, it's the, the happy thing. Same with Madison Cawthorn, like yeah.
0: that when those that picture of him in a dress or whatever leaked, I was like, he
1: looks like he's having a blast. Yes. He looks so happy. That's the thing. Happier than you've ever seen him in public facing photos. Uh, yeah. so I say chase that happiness. But what,
0: what makes this really funny is just the fact that he is steadfastly denying it. Mm-hmm well, literally no one believes him because that is clearly him. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, no, that's not me.
1: He's like, yeah, bro, it's you. That's fucking, it's you. Also, yeah, well, he has to deny it because if he doesn't, then, like, his own party will eat him alive. Right, but he's already hanging on by a thread. Like, he feels like it. He did just get support from Kevin McCarthy, of all people. But, uh, yeah, it seems as though people are finally being rubbed the wrong way by this guy. We're like, all right. One time we let you slide. Ten times, all right.
0: That's <laughs> also like yeah, the fact that like this thing might be what actually takes him down when yeah, not it's the like dog stuff, not yeah, the not eleven stuff, the campaign finance, all the lies. Uh, yeah, it's Give like he wore a dress. Uh, yeah,
1: gosh. Well, okay. We, we, did he tuck it back though? Oh, he did. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. anyways, here's NBC News on how this all came to light. Last week, Brazilian drag artist Yula Richard posted an image on Facebook and Instagram of herself with a person wearing a red feathery dress, bright red lipstick, and dangling chandelier earrings. Richard, who is identified as Yula Ruard in the photo, claims the other person in drag went by the stage name Katara Roach, and is, in fact, Santos. Quote, Me with American Republican congressman who wouldn't leave my house, Richard <laughs> wrote in Portuguese on the f- Facebook post. Whoever said I was a liar, bite your tongue. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, the picture
0: is literally from a newspaper, apparently from around 2008. But like,
1: he was a drag, not just a drag queen. His picture was yeah. in the newspaper. Yeah. Well, and th- th- it sounds also like th- that people didn't believe. They're like, oh, that guy? Oh, he used to come drag all the time. Yeah, like, okay. Prove it. Okay. I-, I remember we had a picture in the newspaper together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just
0: digging through.
1: At the library, the like <laughs> cranking yeah. that. I wheel. know it's in there. Yeah.
0: So, Richard says that she saw news reports in Brazil about Santos and made the connection that he was the same drag queen that she used to hang out with all those years ago. And I love that this news has already reached, like, it's international news. Mm -hmm. They're laughing at us all around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, In an interview with independent journalist Marissa Cabas, uh, Richard also offered some interesting insight, saying... George always lied about everything. He used to create stories, usually involving money, like that his dad was rich, but then people wondered why his mom was a cleaning lady. There's nothing wrong with being a cleaning lady, but if his dad was rich, then why? The love of the job. Uh, She also made clear that Santos was never a professional drag queen, Mm -hmm. saying he did not have what it takes to be a professional. George did not have the glamour
1: for that. We tried, we tried, but uh, he just wasn't good enough. Didn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. Yeah. And look, we're not drag experts, but it looks like he did an okay job. Yeah, it looks like... Yeah. More importantly, he does look happier in all these photos and videos of him in drag than in any other photos and videos of him that we have seen. Why torture yourself with a career in government when you could be freewheeling it down in Brazil, dressing however you want and doing whatever you want? I don't get it. Yeah. But Santos's official response is that, of course, this is all lies. Uh, when you're a pathological liar, everything else sounds it's like a lie, a I guess. Vast
0: left-wing conspiracy. Uh,
1: quote, The most recent obsession from the media claiming that I am a drag queen or performed as a drag queen is categorically false. The media continues to make outrageous claims about my life while I am working to deliver results. I will not be distracted nor phased by this. Okay, bud.
0: But meanwhile, Politico managed to discover a Wikipedia user named Anthony DeVolder, who very helpfully added their own user bio, which was last edited in April of 2011, 12 years ago. And that bio reads as follows. Born into a Brazilian family with European background on July 22nd, 1988, that is also George Santos's actual birthday, oh. Anthony DeVolder first started his stage life at age 17 as an gay nightclub drag queen, and with that won several gay beauty pageants. Although after meeting Hollywood producer Ling Q, known for producing Independence Day by Steven Spielberg, an older Anthony then took his step into the beginning of his career in which he starred in a few TV shows and Disney Channel shows such as The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and the hit Hannah Montana. But it wasn't until he taped his very first movie in 2009 starring Uma Thurman, chris (laughs) chris o'donald <laughs> melissa george and alicia silverstone <laughs> in the
1: movie the invasion i would actually believe that he was a background actor in some nickelodeon shows or something it's possible but i n- i'm definitely not and this I, man hope is you writing, I hope you don't go watch every episode of the sweet life to try to find him in the background this man is writing fan fiction about himself and it's so funny
0: like uh, I, you have to wonder if he thought he was writing an actual Wikipedia entry and not just his, like, user bio yeah. as a wiki, like, contributor or whatever. But, yeah. like, uh, definitely didn't use spell check or any, uh, mm. you know, didn't consult. The, so, uh...
1: 2011, that would have been, he would have been, like, 20-something? Uh, he's, like, 34 now, so yeah, he would have been, like, 22. I mean, it's kind of inexcusable how many spelling errors were listed there. Well,
0: I mean... Spielberg? I don't know his full, like, background story. I don't know if really anyone does. Um, He speaks English perfectly well now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he was supposedly born in the U.S. or born in Brazil, but he...
1: But what I'm saying is you would check the spelling of literally all of those actors' names if you were trying to portray yourself as a co-star. Yeah.
0: I'm just, I don't know how good his English was at that point.
1: It's not like the uh, internet didn't exist in 2011. He was typing on it.
0: Yeah. And so, I, I think he did spend a little, like at least part of his childhood here. No, so there's someone, no excuse. If
1: someone has an IMDB Pro account, dig into this, the many aliases. Yeah. So yeah, wow. That is certainly something. He's a movie star, TV star. Uh, and uh, certified drag queen. Yeah. He was like, it's, it's crazy, this life. So crazy, it might not be true. He's a star. Uh, George Santos's recent lies have been mocked for being so easy to fact-check, but you really have to give the guy credit. He's at least moved beyond claiming he was in movies and TV shows that can be fact-checked with a simple IMDb search. So, there you go. Yeah. But it's still odd that seemingly no one caught any of his more recent lies before he was elected to Congress. One exception is a tiny little local conservative Long Island newspaper called the North Shore Leader, who seems to have had Santos all figured out during the campaign, but didn't have a big enough readership for anyone to notice. They called out the more obvious discrepancies with his personal and campaign finances. But there's also some new George Santos lore in their reporting. Interestingly, Santos
0: shows no U.S. real property in his financial disclosure, although he has repeatedly claimed to own a mansion in Oyster Bay Cove on Tiffany Road and a mansion in the Hamptons on Dune Road. He recently told several Republicans that he was selling his Hamptons mansion for $10 million because he rarely uses it. However, an investigation of Santos' alleged Hampton's mansion showed the house is owned by someone else, having nothing to do with Santos, and has a market value of less than $2 million. For a man of such alleged wealth, campaign records show that Santos and his husband live in a rented apartment in an attached row house in Queens. And yeah, they they had this guy all figured out. They, they were looking into his finances. They're like, this guy looks like he committed some blatant like, campaign finance. But it's... It, it's also hilarious because they, this is a very conservative, basically little local newsletter. And they they go over all this, like they nail him to the wall on like all this shit, like months before anyone else did. And then they're like, and the reason we can't endorse this guy is because he's like, we think he's a Nancy Pelosi stooge. He uh, He's all about that. Black That's life. why? Like he seems to support Black Lives Matter and like reparations and shit. And like, no, we ain't down with that.
1: The whole <laughs> thing is nuts. But it is, it's like, when you think about it, you know, obviously this is all falling apart now. Uh, it remains to be seen what the actual outcome will be. But when you say, like, fake it till you make it, it doesn't get more making it than becoming a congressman based off a life of lies and, yeah. and, and people who believe them. And he, I, I mean, yeah, he beat the odds. And also, like, the New
0: York Times had an article about a week ago where it's like a lot of people were aware behind the scenes. Like, because campaigns will usually hire... Uh, someone outside to basically do oppo research on themselves yeah like, so they can def- def- deflect yeah. whatever comes So his out, campaign yeah. did that and like half his campaign quit because they're like bro this is bad if any of this shit gets out but like uh he flew under the radar the democrats invested like no money or like personnel into his district at all um so he managed to squeak by like the man's
1: a winner i can't i can't argue with the results Clearly, that small publication would have had more reach if Twitter wasn't suppressing them. It's a real shame that Elon Musk didn't step in until it was too late. So technically, this is his fault for not buying it when he said he would. This, Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Big brain thinking. But that's enough about George Santos for now. (laughs) I am sure we're going to be hearing from him in the future. But before we move on to uh, the ads and, of course, the headlines, here's a little palate cleanser. Over in Germany, there have recently been some pretty major protests over plans to tear down an entire town to build a new coal mine. And things have gotten pretty tense, with a huge presence of riot police and reports of violence against protesters. But one moment of pure comedy was caught on camera when riot police found themselves dealing with an enemy they couldn't simply beat up. Mud. It was very muddy and, well, they got stuck. So, also there was a wizard. Here, just watch the clip. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the whole situation around that is, is pretty upsetting. Yeah, Greta Have you seen that? Greta got some great photos of her, like... So, like Happily getting drugged like, out. She, dra- she has out. clearly practiced her, like, getting arrested face, like, yeah. posing for the cameras. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, like, this is fucked up. Like, we're, we're tearing down an entire town to build a, a giant, massive coal mine Right now, in the year 2023, like come on, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, and the the photos are gnarly with it's the giant a, excavators. Yeah, like, it's just this like just eating a town. Yeah, there's uh,
0: I, I guess they they or they ordered evacuations. People are like occupying the town, but yeah, it's just it's like little village. that's like an, a little island just surrounded by massive. It's pits. such
1: a stark like photo that you can't if you have any human emotion at all, yeah, like, like just looking wrong. at it, you know, <laughs> that seems bad. <laughs> Seems like the earth is going to punish us for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Anyways, love that wizard. I would like to know more about that wizard, Um, but uh, good for him. He'd probably been getting beaten up all day, so he he saw an opportunity to fight back when the police's big old boots were stuck in that mud, and he took it. Yeah. But uh, we got the headlines out of the show coming right up. First, though, this episode is sponsored by Factor. Mm -hmm. This new year, you've got goals. Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of those goals. Save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy.
1: No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest, with keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices and more satisfying add-ons. Last night I had uh turkey chili. Incredible. So good. That's and, a good one. Yeah. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead.
0: Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. In just two minutes. Beat that, restaurants. Mm -hmm. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. you know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week.
1: Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Head to factor75.com weeklyweird60 and use code weeklyweird60 to get 60% off your first box. Links are down in the description. Don't get confused. The code, though, is weeklyweird60 at factor75.com weeklyweird60, and that'll get you 60% off your first box.
0: And this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it solves a very annoying problem. Getting all the vitamins and minerals your body needs without having to buy a bunch of different supplement pills that you have to remember to take each morning and Mm -hmm. swallowing all. Oh God, my
1: throat. A whole regimen, gosh. AG1 is just one scoop of powder in water and it tastes great and it makes you feel good. Yeah, it can be hard to know where to even start with supplements or who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind, making it easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients which support your immune system, digestion, mood, energy, and even your hair, skin, and fingernails.
0: Uh, AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee for both of us. Uh, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com weird. That's athleticgreens.com weird. Check, Check it out. It out.
1: Uh, okay, now let's get into the uh, weirdest, craziest headlines from this week from around the world, starting with Michael Bay facing charges in Italy for allegedly
0: killing a pigeon.
1: Apparently, Italian authorities have been uh, seeking this man for quite some time.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a, they've got to get Interpol on the case. He's an international wanted man. Mm-hmm. I guess pigeons are a protected species in Italy.
1: Yeah, apparently. That's um, what I was reading in the article. They do not like...
0: take kindly to pigeon murder. No. I mean, Michael Bay, he's denying it, but supposedly on while he was making six Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a shot where they released a bunch of pigeons and like a camera crane bonked one of them. And, uh, That'll do it. someone, some paparazzi who was filming said that the pigeon died, but Michael Bay says that they have footage that proves that the pigeon did not die. It was just a little
1: disoriented. Luckily, uh, it being a film set and all, yeah. there's lots of cameras rolling. So, um, but who knows? He could be also like trying to call a bluff here. Um, I don't know.
0: This could be like, uh, who was that girl that ended up in Italian prison for a crime she didn't commit? Uh,
1: you can't put me on the spot like that.
0: <laughs> I don't remember her name either,
1: um, but she didn't do it. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, like, especially I know in Milan, the, the pigeons are like their own tourist trap. Yeah. And it, people come put bird CD on. You got to get a picture with all the pigeons. Disgusting. By the way, they're a protected species. Not disgusting. Beautiful birds. I mean,
0: every once in a while, I'll see a clean pigeon. Usually <laughs> after a raise, I'm like, yeah, it's a good looking bird. Hey, you're a good
1: looking bird. Good looking bird. Yeah. Pigeons, doves, kind of the same thing. I think they're related. Yeah. Just, you think that one is uglier, and I think that's very mean of you.
0: Dirtier. Sure. It's like they need to do a she's all that to so clean that pigeon off and have it walk down the stairs and then kiss me. And we like, joke oh my about God.
1: New York City a lot, but uh, the pigeons there, they're rough. they I would not cross a pigeon in New York. Well, they have a rough life out in New York. They're yeah. constantly like they're huge they're, they got missing limbs they're like well they're, they look at you like hey don't fuck with me i'll peck your eyes they're out.
0: surrounded by giant mirrors on yeah true. To, like so I, the
1: ones that survive yeah they're, they're going to be tougher
0: yeah natural selection has created a race of very tough pigeons same in, with those in rats in new york city yeah
1: mm-hmm. they're super animals there they are teenage
0: mutant ninja turtles was a documentary they're the new megafauna <laughs> yeah Dry again for now. Woman pulled from storm drain third time in less than two years. Jesus Christ. This is sad. I I think we talked about this lady last time. mm. Last time she had had, uh, been stuck in a storm drain in Florida for a couple weeks. Um, And then like two months later, it happened again somewhere in Texas. Like she she just loves going down in the sewer um, and hanging out there and getting lost. Mm -hmm. Um, So it happened again
1: in Florida. Uh, You
0: never explored
1: the sewers when you were a kid? No, we didn't have... I know this isn't a grown adult, but is a grown adult. We did adult not part. have
0: accessible sewers mm. in
1: Orange County.
0: I, I think if you live somewhere that has, like, natural water features, it makes more uh, sense because you can just go in the big pipe. Like, we didn't fucking have that shit.
1: Yeah, it was... You could just walk around in them where I've lived, Yeah. So.
0: No, I I was always very curious, a big fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. I was like,
1: wow, the sewer looks awesome. I had never seen it when I was a kid, so I had no, like, fear of what was going on under there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was just a big hole you could walk in on the outskirts of the, uh, like, subdivision or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could freak people out because you'd be, you know, the street level things. You yell at people when they're getting off the bus and stuff. Freak them out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this woman is,
0: uh, I I think, not very well, but...
1: um... Glad that she's made it so far. She's,
0: uh, it's a dangerous game she's playing. She's, yeah. These storm drains—they're there for a reason. It's not for you to wander around it. She's a sewer surfer. It's like in, get uh, this woman a boogie board. Yeah. Call up John Carpenter. We <laughs> got ourselves a. Got ourselves a surfer.
1: American Airlines promises flight attendants a free bowl of chili if they don't pick it next week. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. These are those the demands. <laughs> We want a
0: free bowl of chili. Yeah. All right, fine. We won't come back into work unless we see a a hot bowl of chili. This is like... As good as, if not better than what they serve down at Wendy's. This is the level
1: of like uh, Stephen Crowder first draft requests. <laughs> um, okay, just give them the chili.
0: A little bit more chili. <laughs> Uh, yeah guys they're they're planning on picketing because like uh yeah the airlines I mean we keep coming back to the fucking airlines this year yeah. things are
1: bad uh they had like the were as far as customer service is concerned yeah uh, they had the worst year last year on record but so. for
0: yeah for like staff uh like they haven't hired enough to scale with their operations. These people are working crazy hours. Their
1: wages haven't increased with Every inflation. Every time there's a new like wave in COVID, uh, they lose yeah. a, like, a lot of their staff because they're not backfilling any roles. So yeah, these people have
0: uh, what seem like very reasonable um, demands. Yes. And they're not even threatening a strike yet. They're just doing, like, a little picket outside the airport to just, like, get the word out. And American yeah. Airlines is like, oh, but if you go to the picket at the scheduled time, you're going to miss the free chili. Chili cook-off. I know everyone really loves the chili. Oh, you got the picket from 11 to noon, but then you got free chili from 11 to noon. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Personally, i choose the chili.
1: Yeah, Sounds delicious. It's, it's one of those things where, like, there's never, a like, a good video. Of an interaction with a flight attendant It's always a flight attendant dealing with some monster yeah, on a plane. These
0: people are heroes. Yeah. they are troops, they're, and they're like like the troops. There are some some bad ones. They are they do let a few sociopaths in, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know it happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, most of them, uh, I, I have nothing but respect for their jobs and the the dedication they bring to it because I would never do that shit.
1: It it like having it's like as annoying as like when someone does the. Actually, I'm a sovereign citizen thing. Yeah. It's someone doing that on a plane and deal. And you're a an employee who has technically, like, no rights because you're the employee of the aircraft and you can't, like, you just have do it be, You have to be a sponge, a, sponge
0: for, like, You have animosity. to be a telephone customer service agent, IRL, in this person's With face. With a person
1: just spitting on yeah. you and potentially threatening you physically. Yeah. Or peeing on other customers.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad it's not my They're, job. They're adult babysitters, and they
1: need to be compensated as yeah. such.
0: Yeah, pay them, yes. and not just in Chile, in money.
1: Yeah, newspaper pulls obituary praising man who killed his wife and five kids in murder-suicide after backlash. Yeah, they were like, I mean, this it was It was. It
0: wasn't entirely the newspaper's fault. They. It was one of those things where, like, they, it's just automated. The local like mortuaries just. Yes. Send in their uh, obituaries. Typically, in the for newspaper, by the family. Yeah, yeah, the newspaper just prints it. But in this case, um, someone at the newspaper should have noticed that the name of the man in the obituary was also the name of the man who had murdered his entire family it
1: was like page uh, one uh the other page oh hmm. i'm not gonna make any connection with this and at
0: all. uh yeah i don't know who wrote this man's obituary but they were very charitable they were like he loved his family loved spending time with his kids like he fucking killed his kids it's
1: probably his parents or extended i
0: would maybe. imagine so i would certainly not the wife's family in this kind of situation Maybe just
1: don't run it at Maybe all. Maybe just don't run an obituary. Yeah. Maybe handle things quietly. I would, you would think that's what I would what think would that do. that would just add, even if it was just a boring obituary, would just add to the trauma of the entire town that's dealing with this.
0: Yeah, I, this whole thing's just horrific. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this is just the latest example of uh, one of my favorite tweets, one that constantly gets reposted. is just like, this is how news channels uh, show a white man who just killed his entire family. It's like a family on jet skis.
1: Yeah.
0: Ugh. Thief steals St. Michael's statue from church, trips, and is injured by the angel's sword. Nice of that angel to give him a second chance at the life. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a warning. Could have time. killed him. Could have killed
1: him with that sword,
0: but It was like, learn from this.
1: A simple warning. I like yeah. it. Yeah.
0: That's kind of justice. St. Michael, That's a that's a good saint right there.
1: Yeah. Probably. I, do you know anything about St. Michael?
0: No. How, there's probably like a hundred St. Michaels, right? I believe this St. Michael is an angel. So literally not even a person. Just like, like most of the saints are like mm. verifiably real people. But then there's like, there's there's several saints in Catholic lore that like, like uh, literally did not exist as human beings. They are just, they're, they're up there and uh, trust me, they're real. And they did so many good things that we're going to give them
1: a little award. Don't look them, them in the eyes. Way. They are biblically accurate and you will... Turn to stone. Yeah,
0: don't look them in one of their many, many, many eyes. Guys.
1: <laughs> uh, Taliban
0: starts buying blue ticks on Twitter. This is the one thing we didn't <laughs> want to happen. Uh, yeah, no, and they've uh, yeah. There's like there's full on Taliban official accounts with the the blue check mark. Yeah. Um, we did uh, it.
1: Also, uh, we've we talked about this previously, but uh, Osama bin Laden's daughter is like a pretty big right-wing commentator like oh, yeah, yeah. on well,
0: various It's not his daughter, it's like his niece or something okay, I yeah. think.
1: But yeah. but really markets herself as part of the Bin Laden family. Yeah. Like that that her it's her promoting it's
0: it. It's like Noor Bin Laden.
1: And uh appears uh frequently on right-wing media.
0: Yeah, I forgot about her. She was like a model too. Like the thing about the Bin Laden family is like it's a big family. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of Bin Ladens. Yeah.
1: It's just odd that um conservative media would be like yeah
0: yeah that's who we need to spotlight mm-hmm. platform one of the bin ladens she's saying all right things see her uncle blew up the world trade center and killed thousands of people and even she thinks joe biden's taking things too far mm-hmm. with this uh this gas stove ban her family killed george Santos's family <laughs> yet here she is big deal they should get them both talking heads up there It's like you That'd know we great. have a lot of a lot of differences but the one thing we can agree on is uh, how great we
1: both look in a dress.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Anyways,
0: the lights have been on at a Massachusetts school for over a year because no one can turn them off.
1: <laughs> I saw this headline, I didn't read into it. Why can't they turn it off?
0: Uh, before the pandemic, they installed this very high tech, automated, like proprietary um, system that uses this like special little dedicated computer to control the lights that they bought from China. And because of the supply chain issue, like they were not, it, it broke and they were not able to buy a replacement for it until very recently when it finally became available again. Like the part that they needed. So it's the lights have just been on this whole time. Obviously, it's a school. It's massive. I think it's the only high school. Hopefully LED this lights.
1: This so it's not like. Yeah, I think they bad, are. But, but it's
0: still like that's a lot of money. And it's just running all night. And it's like, why don't you just turn off the whole main line? They're like, well, we have security cameras hooked up. So we can't do that. Wow. Um so yeah. It's definitely uh Well
1: I just love every, any story that starts out with we fix the problem by getting all this like crazy new high tech stuff.
0: Yeah, we put all our eggs <laughs> in one very high tech basket that none of us understand.
1: Yeah, it's always great. It, literally Bill Belichick smashing the iPad or yeah. whatever, the surface. That's the other problem. We're just we calling say- it iPads too, remember?
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to save so much money with this automated lighting system that makes sure that the lights are only on when they need
1: them. I kind of like those and kind of don't. Have you ever been in a hallway where it like lights up kind of as you go along? It's weird. I like it in like, like supermarkets them. when it's, you know, the freezers. I want to see what's in front of me, not what I'm standing on. I also love like the freezers turning off and on the lights. It's like, "Okay, Yeah, that's probably saving a little bit of electricity. That's cool. But then, like, last year they debuted those freezer doors that are literal TVs. Yeah, giant, yeah. (laughs) That just show what's in the freezer. And sometimes they're showing inaccurate stock because you open it up and it's empty. Someone should invent some sort of material that you can just
0: see through. Nah, that's... That would be a billion dollar idea. Instead uh, of having to put TVs on the doors of things, we should make something that's, like, hard but still clear. So it, it keeps in cold temperatures... But you can see what's behind the door. Mm. Someone should look into this.
1: Maybe one day. Uh, The one good thing about these screens that I uh, saw—it was uh, you know those TikToks that rise to Reddit or whatever because they're good enough. Uh, There was like a Christmas promotion or something with a gingerbread man doing a dance, and like one was like panning, and then it was like one person doing the dance. Like I come here every day to see him do the dance, and then it panned again, and like it was like the next day, and more people were crowding around, and every time they would wait, and it'd come on, and they'd do the dance with it. Just some wholesome fun. This
0: this must be a very boring town. Probably. Y'all heading down to the 7-Eleven? They they got those new TV screens. They got the dancing gingerbread man. The highlight of my life. Yeah. There you go. Republicans end Capitol Hill smoking ban. Please tell me that they're going to be able to smoke indoors. Yeah. That's awesome. So this is the thing. This is like, it was only within the last 10 years that they banned smoking. Well, they banned smoking in the chambers like 100 years ago. Um, they banned smoking in the hallways like 10 years ago, but this whole time you've congressmen have been able to smoke in their offices as much as they want. Wow. Uh, which was, I think a holdover from the John Boehner era. Cause John Boehner yeah, was yeah. like a chain smoker, but like prolific smoker. That's yes. like so funny. It's like you, you, you're one of those little fucking freaks who, uh, you're, you right out of like high school and college, you go intern at the, the Capitol. It's like yeah. your goal and you, you just get randomly assigned to one of the. One of the Congress people who just, like, smokes constantly indoors with the windows closed. And you're just like, all right, well, uh, this is my life now. You just, like, uh, you know, wash the walls and they're like, what? I just assumed those were always yellow. Uh, When Boehner retired, they literally had to tear the walls out. What? (laughs) Yeah, like the the drywall. Like, it was just a a total loss.
1: Imagine what his lungs look like.
0: Uh, He, yeah. uh, Interesting fellow. But, yeah, now they can... uh, uh, they they could always smoke in their offices. Now they can smoke in the hallways. So uh, you might see news reporters coming up to Lauren Boebert having a Virginia Slim. Ugh, I earned or, it, baby. Uh, George, and then George, AOC.
1: <laughs> AOC walking by going, I ordered a Zima, not an emphysema.
0: Yeah. George Santos smoking a Fantasia. Those rainbow colored ones, <laughs> yeah. the Nat Sherman Fantasias. Yeah. I'm feeling blue today.
1: Or maybe green. Are they still doing e-cigarettes on the, on the floor? Because I remember that was a thing for a while
0: um i think that that was like early on yeah. uh before anyone like before they were classified as cigarettes there was that like six month period where people were just like going places and vaping indoors and people were like you can't smoke here sir and like actually, actually it's, it's va- not a cigarette so they're like
1: and they like, just blow it in your face okay
0: well i guess that makes sense yeah we did that and, to bruce green everyone and then in a the watch. government was like yeah no you you can't do that indoors either what are you talking about
1: back oh in the old 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 machinima days uh specifically because it would make him so upset. Yeah. Put like cotton candy in there and just go, I mean, we were were dickheads. But uh, it was funny because he'd get really upset. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Bruce. Wyoming legislators want to ban EVs by 2035. (laughs) Which is, the, the phrasing that they use in the bill or whatever is like the exact phrasing yeah, that they, they used to put them... They literally just took... Like, pha- we're phasing out. Yeah, they took
0: the... It's like California and like five other states. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're not... You're phasing out. You're not going to be able to buy or sell uh, gas cars by 2035. So they literally just took that and like opposite, find yeah. and replaced it, did opposite day thing.
1: Yeah, but that's what's... <laughs> it's so funny because it indicates a like mass adoption to where, of EVs where like the majority of the country was EVs. Um, which if those are their goals, then, then sure.
0: Yeah. uh, I I don't know how many people in Wyoming, uh, are ever going to drive EVs. It's a very empty state. You got to kind of drive long distances to get anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's also like like,
0: the whole reason they're doing is because it's like a big oil state. Like there's really not much going on in Wyoming except like drilling for
1: oil. So they do have a very bad uh, problem of people moving there because they saw they show Yellowstone. But, uh, no, I agree. When you have to when you, when your front door is like 5 miles from the road, yeah. it's like, okay, look, you've made your point. Yeah, you need the you need the truck. But you can front, have the
0: you can have the truck.
1: The F150 Lightning, it looks just like the regular one. Nobody's going to know. You'll be able to walk into a bar and not be made fun of out here in Wyoming. Yeah. You can even put the the cow horns on the front. You can. And the big old nuts on the back.
0: Digital nuts.
1: Yeah, it's just a projection. It's one of those (laughs) infinite objects, NFT frames with nuts hanging off. It's just like cyberpunk truck nuts. Yeah, they're just blocks.
0: Hunter Biden asks Judge to stop his four-year-old daughter, who he had with a stripper, from taking his surname, say reports. What a cool guy.
1: Sounds like a real fucking weirdo.
0: I mean, so he says he's doing this to protect the child. Like, you don't want no part of this Biden legacy. I believe that. Get, and like, you know, he's got kind of a point. They should split the difference. Uh, the mother who is trying to get this kid named Biden should split the difference and name the kid Brandon. Yes. Last, last name Brandon.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good compromise. Yeah, But also, like, yeah, I completely understand the just torment that this child will receive because of just the last name.
0: Yeah, also, like, it's not like he's being a dad to this kid. Like, she had to sue him For even like, uh, you know, paying for stuff. He fought back because he's like, well, I don't remember having sex or meeting this person. So that probably means I shouldn't have to pay anything. (laughs) Right? That's double jeopardy. (laughs) If you're too drunk to remember, I feel terrible for this child. Yeah, I I hope this kid, um, it's probably for the best that this kid stays as far away as possible from uh, her father and that family. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's just just incredible how much of a, a fuck up. This Hunter Biden character is, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I still just I, I I can never get over the idea of just like uh, I'm alone, I'm addicted to crack, or I enjoy smoking crack. I'm gonna smoke a little bit of crack. You know what I'm gonna do too? I'm gonna record myself with my uh, photo booth app on my MacBook. Just smoking some crack, so I can save it for later, so I can so be I like really cool. So I can pull it up. Like, yep, that's me smoking some crack. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what? Who does this? I don't I remember the good old days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why are you recording yourself doing drugs? That's like, I. Why would that ever
1: occur to a person? It's very strange. That people do love recording themselves committing crimes. I mean, I can see like recording yourself. Smoking not that we- I think drug use should be a crime. I'm just yeah. saying people like think it looks cool. Honestly.
0: Yeah, and like smoking weed can look cool. There's ways of doing it where it looks cool. But like smoking crack, I don't know.
1: I think you only look cool smoking weed if you're like. 70 years old and look like a wizard already
0: yeah most of the time um yeah i should clarify most of the time not but like yeah. it, it can look cool like not take, when you
1: pull out a giant chemistry set yeah in your dorm
0: but just like smoking crack in a hotel room <laughs> this yeah. is cool i
1: need to record this i can afford my own hotel room and my own crack like that's what it felt like <laughs> it's like it's so who, fucking weird it really feels like he was probably sending that to like escorts or something and being like i've got crack in a hotel room What's the problem? Let's make this work.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good theory. Yeah. Anyway, either
1: way, this child should, more than likely, unless he really turns his fucking life around, uh, should stay away from.
0: Him. I don't know if anyone turns their life around at age fifty.
1: I don't know. I, I hope that he does or whatever. I, I mean, he does actually. He does
0: actually seem to have like chilled the fuck out. Like he got married. Well, he's, yeah, but what uh, I'm saying he's is, doing if, he's, his art, if he's
1: trying to but, like not pay for this child's right. like life, or it's it's kind of a dick move.
0: Yeah, probably better off just amicably parting ways yeah. and getting that check in the mail every month. Yeah, because you know he's good for it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our show. Um, speaking of politics, woo, <laughs> we covered a real a real rift, a civil war happening in the world of uh, online young conservative commentary and. Uh, I, I love everything about this. Uh, apparently, Tim Pool has has joined thrown,
1: in. He he has, uh, he, and he picked the wrong horse. Apparently,
0: uh, yeah, he's he's picked Team Crowder, I guess. Um, but yeah, Crowder v Shapiro, um, Dawn of Grift. It's it's incredible. I look forward to seeing new updates. But the if Crowderverse, want, but if you want to get caught up on that, that's over there. Mm-hmm. And also, um, we talked about the guy who wants to. Uh, do uh, brain surgery, like literally uh, take a brain taking out, brain put it tra- in. brain transplants. Yeah, so uh, check that out.
1: Thank you for all the likes. Everyone's always like, keep keep telling us to do it. So do it. Do like it. the video. Leave a like. Bet you won't. Bet you won't. Leave a comment and make sure you're subscribed. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye bye.